Welcome to the ShrinkThink Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me, I'm the person behind the Kindness and Compassion podcast, which is part of the Psychcraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Nathan and Aaron and the great work they are doing to help people in their lives and in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Kindness and Compassion podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as I explore both the psychological and spiritual and emotional sides of how we can live into more kindness and compassion in our lives. It's a podcast devoted to helping people find peace and contentment in their lives through the practices of kindness and compassion. You can also check us out at kindnessandcompassion.com. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are excited to be here today. As always, we love doing this podcast. We love being here with you. We love you guys, our listeners, all of you individually. So much love. And collectively, there's just so much love. So thanks for being here today. We've got a great topic that we, we were just trying to kind of like name, I guess, before uh, we started recording. If you're watching on YouTube, then uh, you've already seen it. If you have not watched our YouTube channel, head over there. You'll get some kind of behind the scenes, pre-cut stuff. But we're talking about resolving conflict or having communication issues with somebody else, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a family member, a partner, something like that. And the kinds of things that a lot of people do in those conflicts are actually counterproductive, right? And if you're listening and this is you, you already know that. Or if you were like, no, I don't, it's them. This is your indication that (laughs) this podcast is for you. (laughs) It's for you. (laughs) If you can see my shirt I'm wearing, it literally says you are the biggest problem in your life. Which you can get at shrinkthink.com forward slash swag. And if you think that saying applies to everyone else and not you, (laughs) you need to look at it in the mirror and read it out loud. (laughs) And then look at yourself in the mirror when you're reading it to yourself. (laughs) You are. Oh, me? I am? Yes, I am. I could be like, me, 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 because it's backwards. <laughs> We're trying to sell the product. I should confuse our audience here. So anyway, you are the biggest problem in your own life. You have some communication issues that we want to help you resolve because in reality, you want to use the right tools to resolve conflict, not grenades. Grenades blow things up. They make things worse. They cause damage. 
don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, part of this, too, is that some of what we're going to talk about today is the way that you understand your own self is actually a contributor to the conflict. In some cases, it could be that we're just kind of explaining how to, to be able to communicate inside of a situation that feels hard for you, meaning that there might not be a conflict itself. It might actually be that you are avoiding conversation because of how you feel because you don't want to have the conflict, or you could be feeling what's going on and thinking, I need this to stop, so I'm going to do this. Um, so there really is both an internal and external issue going on. It's the, the stuff going on inside of the room as far as the communication, and it's also how you are experiencing it at the same time. And people do not navigate that well. Yeah. And I would say like the foundation of this, like the first, you know, if we we're doing like a, a 101 class, like an intro to this, the very first thing that you would need to know and learn is the first thing that you said, which is what's going on inside of you is first and foremost, that your priority, your responsibility, because if you are not managing you, then you're kind of expecting the other person to manage you. Or it's going to bleed out and spill out into the conversation or onto the other person. And that's not going to be healthy. That's like opening up a grenade of your unmanaged feelings and then tossing it into the room or passing it to the other person to say, here, fix this. And can you imagine what's going to happen when you toss a live grenade to another person? They're not going to resolve it. It's going to blow up in their face because there's nothing that they can do about it. My opinion I think I'm saying it like that because I don't have any research I've done, but I guess my experience is when you look back in time, a lot of the communication problems had more to do with like a person just dictating and saying that you're going to do this and they're coming from the play. They're not, they don't really care what's going on inside of themselves at all. Yeah. They're like, they're just, me hunt, you gather. <laughs> right. That's a long time ago. Um, I wasn't going back that far. <laughs> so, so anyway, but now we've got to the place where people, I think, have realized that what goes on internally does matter. But then the problem is they're going, oh, I'm experiencing this, which means you can't do all these things. You have to respect everything that's going on in me. Or it means that you caused it. Uh, I'm experiencing all these things. You can't do those things because you're making me feel this way. As though I have no responsibility or control over myself. I'm just this open vessel and you're like pummeling me and I'm like, you're doing this to me. And it's, blah, 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 you know, like that's you probably need to watch YouTube and see what just happened. <laughs> I'm just saying probably be ashamed. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's going on our next T-shirt. Be ashamed. Be very ashamed. <laughs> In all seriousness, we want to use the communication tools instead of, you know, like just having feelings or blame or I don't know, like moving towards solving problems, like those kinds of things don't actually resolve conflict or repairing the relationship. Exactly. Because that's what we're going to get to ultimately that a part of couples counseling, that's a really big difference that we have to communicate to people is um, content versus process. Content means the stuff that we're talking about, the actual issue itself does the toilet paper go this way or that way? That's obviously one way, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or the toothpaste or the trash or the dishes. It's not about those things. That's the content because it's more about the process about like, are we listening to each other? Are we feeling heard? Are we understanding one another? Are we saying what we mean? Are we staying connected or connecting through it? 
Are we making the space safe for one another to talk and to be vulnerable and to share? That process-oriented stuff is more of a priority and more important in a serious conflict than the content. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're like, um, hey, who's going to pick up Maddie from basketball practice tonight? Well, I just want to make sure that you feel safe first. Like, <laughs> that's not a, like, that doesn't need to happen. I'll you, be in a car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, eh, never mind. By the way, this is not what it's like <laughs> being married to a therapist. It's like, you know, I, I need to get some more groceries. Is there, is there anything you need me to pick up? I hear you that you're going to the grocery store because you love me and you're caring for our family. No, I just need to know if there's anything. <laughs> do we need eggs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do we need eggs? <laughs> content. That's the time for content. Process is for when there's conflict. So let me get this started here. Um, one of the things I think that's really important to understand is that communication is going to direct where the focus is in the conversation. If my first priority is to represent myself, to talk about my own self, my world, my experiences, my perspective, the things that I'm thinking and feeling and wanting or afraid of, that's my job first and foremost is to pay attention to and represent what's responsible, what I'm responsible for. And then you on the other side, you're responsible for those same things in yourself. And so if you're bringing maturely yourself to the table and I'm bringing myself to the table, then we can have a respectful conversation about that. Right. And our communication has to point to the correct location of that stuff. So if I am saying you need to do this or you're doing this or don't do this, then I'm pointing at the other person and the focus of my communication now is on them. Again, it's about their behavior. It's about their behavior. Or if you're saying something more personal, like, you know, you're all you always or you're just so or you're being this way, then you're actually also pointing the conversation onto their character, mm -hmm. their personhood. And so, Nathan, if I'm saying this to you because you're sitting across from me, if I'm saying you're you're you, you, how is that feeling to you on the other side? Well, my first way I'm going to go with that is defensive. By the way, I don't mean defensive like um, that word is used and we automatically think like bad things about it. But think about that. You're going to have this inner lawyer come up and go like go through the last 30 seconds of whatever you were saying or doing and be disagreeing with it. Like, no, I did not. Nope. And the thing that you're taking into account when you're doing that is your intent, all the motivation of why you did what you did. Right. And you're good. You're like, I'm not that type of person. So therefore, I wouldn't say that. So nope, uh, you're full of crap. Or it's a complete perspective misjudgment, right? Because I'm sitting over here making an accusation. I'm accusing you of something. And you're like, well, I didn't do that because I'm reading into the behavior. I'm saying like, you don't care about me or you just, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, maybe you were actually doing something else, right? You were doing something else, and I experienced that as hurtful or as, you know, damaging mm -hmm. or whatever. And so when I say you're hurting me or whatever, you're like, no, I'm not. I was trying to communicate with you or whatever. And it's like it becomes this kind of false accusation. And that's where you get into the weeds, the back and forth of like, we're not even talking about what's really real. So when you get out your grenade. Right. <laughs> Not good. Not I want to do way more sounds. I'm, I'm leaving <laughs> yeah. it alone. We're going to get a soundboard. <laughs> You're probably going to get a soundboard. <laughs> yes, I am. Stay tuned for on the next episode. <laughs> Nathan's introduces his <laughs> <a> soundboard. <laughs>
get in the chopper <laughs> instead of the grenade of like these you statements we want to use i statements right because we're going to put the focus on myself i want to talk about me and you need to talk about you and that's the way that we can be seen and be heard so instead of like you did this or you're doing or whatever it's helpful to say there was a behavior like when you said this or when that happened i felt right by the way, when you do this, it's going to feel robotic. It's going to feel formulaic. People, couples always say that in our office, and that's okay. That's okay because as you're learning a new skill, it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel inauthentic at first, but you're trying to learn a new way of doing things that will actually lead to the positive things, meaning like you're putting the pin back in the grenade, you're putting the grenade on the shelf, you're closing the door and locking it so we can't get to the grenades. And then you're pulling out like a little teddy bear to give to the other person. You're like, oh, that's way better than the grenade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and, and thinking about it to break it down a little bit is when you are making that statement, when you I felt. The reason why that not the reason why it's helpful, but the reason why I'm, I'm thinking we're both thinking, I think, in terms of the grenade is when we feel whatever we feel because of somebody doing or saying something. We look at the we look at the cupboard with the grenade like, where's the grenade at? You just and then you start reaching for it at that point. And we're saying, OK, look, you can get through this without grabbing the grenade. You cannot get through it without that. That feeling that you got where you got hurt. And you ultimately want to maintain the relationship and you ultimately want them to care about how you experienced what they said or did, which is the impact of it. You want them to care about the impact you experienced from what they did. Right. And, and you are in the relationship with this person that you are in because you assume they do care. Right. And so if you focus everything on behavior, you don't even get the opportunity to trust it because then it becomes, it becomes spun out on like everything that's going on. And then the arguments over who did what, well, I only did that because you did this. Like, Okay. And, and so that's why it doesn't work. And honestly, you guys are human beings that have been alive for a while. So you have this disruption, you throw grenades back and forth, days go by, and you repair it, however you do. But the problem is, is that you're not actually maturing really very much that process. Yeah, we want to help you so that so that this doesn't happen again, or it gets less frequent, less intense, less damaging. And ultimately, it just stops happening altogether. So if you're a person, which probably you are listening to this podcast, a lot of people are. Well, we have some dog listeners out there, too. <laughs> dog listeners. <laughs> well, I, what I'm, <laughs> where, where I'm going. I'm assuming the personhood, I guess, right? It's so hard. I'm so hardly assuming. Anyway, that like is interested in personal growth. That's kind of what the whole point is, right? It's like, yeah, you can keep doing what you're doing and like falling around and getting shot up all the time with shrapnel. <laughs> or you can, you know. Do it this way. So why don't you start us off, Aaron? And it's like, or whatever. I'm yeah. not sure what you're so if, as we keep going, you um, you said something about um, uh, when you do this, I feel um, you're not actually starting with your intention. The other person, you're not leading with um, what were your intentions. You're identifying what was the thing that happened when this happened, right? When you did this or when you said this. And it can't be like when you were a jerk. Right. Or when you were an idiot or when you didn't care about me, it's when this descriptive behavior happened, when you put your hand on your head and, you know, yelled that name at me, whatever I felt. 
And then you got to identify the feelings in yourself. You got to know what am I experiencing? If Mm -hmm. I can't even identify what I'm experiencing, then I can't share that with the other person. And if I don't even know what I'm feeling, then there's no way you can know what I'm feeling. You're going to be be playing this guessing game um, as the other person of what I'm feeling. And probably in some ways, like a fixer of like, I'm guessing what you're feeling and I'm somehow supposed to fix it. But neither of us knows what the game is or what the rules are or where the target is that I'm supposed to aim for. Mm-hmm. So when you say when you did this, I felt or I feel this specific feeling. Now you have the context for like, oh, well, I didn't mean for you to feel that way. Right. We can move forward in the conversation here. And as a listener, then you can say, oh, well, I didn't realize I made you feel that way. If you're Nathan and you cause this, right? <laughs> sorry, that's perfect. He's, Nathan he's, always causes right. things. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's trigger warning. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Sorry, we'll be doing therapy after this. A little bit of EMDR. <laughs> um, if moving forward, if you're the if you're the listener, you know you you're the one that did the action. Instead of saying, I didn't mean to do that, which that's okay to say, but that's like saying, I didn't mean to do that. So therefore, you're not allowed to feel the feelings that you felt because I didn't mean to. Instead, you want to open up space and allow that thing to exist. Okay, so I did that thing. I didn't mean to do that thing, but I did it. And it impacted you this way. And you feel this way. I can see how you feel that way like follow the logic of it, right? It's a cause and effect. That's all we're trying to do is look at the cause and effect of I said this and it impacted you this way. We have not even touched the intentions yet in our conversation. We'll get to that, right? Once we've sort of resolved the feeling, once we've sort of stopped the bleeding to use our war analogy, you know, we've put a bandage on the wound and we've addressed it, you know, with the whatever the wrap or whatever. Once that has happened and you're like laying in your bed and you've got the morphine in your system, (laughs) you can be like, so what happened? You know, then we can move on to like, well, I was trying to do this. This these were my intentions. And it's like, oh, I see. I didn't even realize that. I just, you know, felt what I, I saw what you did and felt what I felt. And that's where I got stuck. So so making now that you've expounded, kind of breaking it back down. We talked in the beginning about how it would go, and then I got defensive, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just look at this very slowly. When you blank, now at that point, I could be feeling a little bit my defensiveness coming up. And then you say, I felt, then I'm like, oh, we're not. Now, now I'm moving. Now my, now I'm now focused not on what me type of thing. I'm focused on what you're experiencing. And then now you're explaining, you know, whatever you felt. And then I'm trying to understand, like, well, I did do X, Y, Z. Now, that, then there is the temptation to explain what you intended. But the problem is, is that the feelings that are going on for the other person are actually not validated yet. So right, they, they can't even hear what you're intending. Right, exactly. Because what it feels like then to me is what your intentions were are more important than the hurt that I'm feeling that right. you caused. And the reason why we we typically want to share our intent is because we don't want the that that separation in relationship which is happening. We just are like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I didn't mean to do that, you know. And we don't want to feel bad. We don't want to feel like I, you know, because genuinely, you know, if we really do care about each other, like I don't want to make you feel that way. I I feel bad that you I did something and it hurt you. Which is why you know I think it maybe another part of this would be 
if you are trying to make the transition from using a lot of that, like blaming language that you statement stuff and moving towards this formula, maybe it would be a good thing to say, hey, I know you probably didn't intend to do this, but when you said this, I felt blank. So you're sort of introducing innocence to the other person or you're like assuming the best about the other person Mm -hmm. and letting them know, I don't think badly of you. Right. I'm assuming that you didn't mean to do this, but it happened. Right. And I still feel this way. And I just need you to see that. Right. It's it's what we're really assuming for you uh, or helping probably probably prompting you to see is that you can still trust the relationship. There's a fear that happens inside of those moments where you feel like, oh, no, there's this big separation occurring. It's like, no, actually, the reason why the person said that is because they actually want to maintain the relationship, not lose it. A very simple thing you could say. Aaron is now fishing. Um, it's like a very simple thing you could say, like when somebody goes, when you did this, I felt this. You could be a little bit flooded. You could feel because you could feel very confused. And also, if you've listened to this podcast, you could also feel like, oh, I should not. I should not talk about my intent. A simple thing to say at that point is tell me more. Tell me more. Because what you're trying to do this person wants to try to explain how you about the relationship, how the relationship is impacting them essentially in one moment, give them the space to do it. You can respond to that. The goal though, inside of that, not well, and it is a goal, but um, one of the goals. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of them, but yeah, as you continue is to be able to validate that. So validation, which we, I believe gone into before But the simplicity of it is from a logical perspective, based on everything, you know, who the person is, make a statement. You're not trying to interpret with all the emotions. You're not trying to do any interpretation. You're just saying to the person like, you know, from based on what I said and what I know about you, it makes total sense that you could feel that way. I can see how you would feel that way. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. If there's more, if the person sometimes at that point will do one of two things, they'll either feel like you get it. And then they'll be ready for you to say something back or they'll say more because you've done a good job validating. And then they'll realize like, oh, there is more to this. And then they'll need to say more. Right. And if you haven't listened to our episode on remorse, um, I think that's another good piece of it, too. Like, because once you do like acknowledge, like, oh, I can see how you felt this way. It's important to do an apology. You know, like, I'm sorry. I I'm sorry I did that thing or whatever. Take responsibility and then allow remorse to come in and say, wow. I feel really badly that, you know, I hurt you this way. The other person just wants to know that you care about them. They want to know that you care about their hurt feelings, not just that you care about the behavior that happened and that you'll change the behavior, right? That's important, but also you care about the hurt feelings that you caused on the other side. Yeah. And, and as we close up, I had this in my mind as we were starting this podcast and it didn't really go this direction, but I do feel like there are kind of two ways that personalities are geared toward One way is what's called an external locus of control, and the other way is an internal locus of control, meaning like how you decide to connect and control your world. So if you're more of an external person, like typically a bit more anxious and you're you're trying to control your world so you feel okay, when somebody says something like this, the first thing you're going to be tempted to do is just control it, focus entirely on the behavior and make it go away. If you're an internal person, you might not come across like you care about what's going on with the other person because you're inside yourself and you're staying there. You're not actually participating very much in what's actually being said because you're trying to like, 
you feel on fire inside and you're trying to like your little firefighters are trying to put water on this stuff. So I'm only saying that to, to clue you in it, that if you already know that about yourself, those are kind of the ways that you might naturally have tendencies towards of how you're going to pull the grenades out in this conversation or in conflict. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to add as we close up. No, no, I think that's great. Ultimately, you know, the thing too, is like when you do this, it will help slow things down. It'll slow down the communication. It'll make it less rapid fire back and forth. And the hope too, is that, you know, if somebody says, when you do this, I felt this way. The hope is the other person doesn't retort with, well, when you did this, I felt this way. It's not a competition, right? It's, we want to see and be seen. The goal of conflict resolution is to see one another to relate to one another, to remain connected or repair the connection, and then together resolve the conflict. And if somebody does do that, just let them know, I'm open to hearing your perspective. Are you open to hearing what I just said? Exactly. Simple. With that said, have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.